Hey, I'm Robia. Welcome to another episode of Who Asked You Tattoo, a podcast that I've designed to discuss frequently asked questions and topics uh, that I get from my clients and other artists get from their clients on a really regular basis. And today I want to talk to you guys about a pretty touchy subject, um, memorial pieces, memorial tattoos, um, you know, getting that tattoo for a loved one that has passed, whether it's an animal or a sibling or family or friend, it's, it's you know, these are, this is a touchy subject. So um, I want to give you guys really good, clear information, at least from my perspective. Um, I hope I don't come off insensitive. Um, I'm usually very sensitive to my clients' needs when they're in the shop. Um, but this platform is designed to give you guys the information. So I'm going to tackle it like any other subject. Uh, so first of all, um, I want to start by saying I do a lot of consultations for memorial pieces and I do a fair amount of memorial tattoos. Now, if you look at my portfolio, you probably won't realize that some of the pieces that I do are memorial pieces and that is done on purpose. So I have a, a pretty vast experience when it comes to working with people on how to utilize tattooing for part of the healing process when it comes to grieving a loved one. Um, I've been in this industry for 12 years and I've worked with a lot of people on this. Um, I do want to put out a little disclaimer that this is very much my opinion and the way that I work with my clients. There are a lot of art artists out there that may not agree with the way that I think about things. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that may want to get tattoos that I don't agree with doing. All of those things are okay. Um, but this particular one is um, something that I talk to my clients about on a regular basis and I think that it's just really good food for thought if you're considering getting a memorial piece. So to get right into it, um, I personally, I have rules about memorial pieces. I will not do death dates. I will not do RIPs. Um, I won't do anything that really reminds people of the day the person passed or the time when the person passed. Um, this is, and I'll, I'll get into that in just a second as to why I don't do it. Um, but for me, it's, it's really important that we don't necessarily honor the negative time of that person's life or the negative time of your relationship with that person, but really focus on the positive memories. So, why I don't do these uh, dates or RIPs or particular types of images like tombstones or a lot of you know, death-related images within a memorial piece. Um, I've studied a fair amount of psychology. A lot of people don't know that I used to do sales for a living well before I got into the tattoo industry. But uh, in the sales companies that I worked for, I studied a lot of techniques and ways to, well, deal with people and their psychology. Um, without going too much into that, I have discovered over the years how certain things can affect people. And the reason I won't do death dates or RIPs or things like this is because psychologically speaking, when we tattoo something like this on our bodies, um, it, it helps us stay stuck in that memory. So if you're memorializing the moment that the person passed, which is like a death date, or you're memorializing, memorializing the time frame itself, like a rest in peace or this kind of thing, really what you're doing is you're tattooing the 
worst moment of your relationship with that person, the saddest day, the saddest moment, you're putting that on your body for the rest of your life. And that's something that will always bring you back to that time. Every time you see this tattoo, you're going to be brought back to the time of sadness, to a time of loss. And this is something that I personally am not okay with putting on somebody's body or, or doing to somebody. Um, and again, I'm not saying that if that's what you want, that you're wrong. Um, and maybe you don't look at it that way. You could have a very positive spin on a death date or an RIP, however it feels for you. But for from my experience, um, dealing with clients with memorial pieces, um, it's best to really focus on the positive. So what I tend to do is talk to my clients about the relationship with the person or the animal in certain circumstances um, and how they felt about that person in the more joyous moments, the positive memories. Was there something that these people shared uh, together that was on the positive side and really try to help people focus on remembering the best days of that person's life. Because as time goes on, and it will, um, time kind of heals to a certain degree. We may never stop missing that person. We may never not be sad that they're gone, but we can utilize a tattoo to kind of bring us back to a positive time. And then over the years, as time heals the wound and we grieve, the image that is left with us is one of a positive note. It also, psychologically speaking, brings you back to a positive place very often so whenever you're walking past a mirror and you catch this tattoo or if it's in a spot where you can visibly see it on a regular basis it's going to bring you back to a positive memory as opposed to a sad memory of that person or a loss of that person so this is kind of how i attack memorial pieces and one of the reasons i ended up doing it this way was because i have done way too many cover-ups of memorial pieces on people that got death dates or got um, certain images that brought them back to a horrible time period in their life. And now, several years later, they come to me and they want to do something um, that really remembers the positive memories as opposed to the negative. So I started to no longer do the negative imagery associated with losing a, a loved one. So. That's the big reason why I don't do death dates, it's why I don't do RIPs, and it's why I really push my clients to focus on the positive memories. Which leads me to my next point, as I was talking about covering up images. Um, most of the people who I end up covering up their memorial pieces, I usually do end up covering the memorial piece with another memorial piece. So it's the same memorial piece, um, or sometimes we cover it up and do a different memorial piece somewhere else. But it's usually because the person made a hasty choice while still dealing with heavy emotions in the circumstances. So another thing that I talk about with my clients is waiting. Um, yes, tattoos can be very helpful in the healing process. It can kind of help us get closure um, and assist with the grieving process. Um, but sometimes if they're done when you're still so emotionally distraught, we can make decisions that aren't necessarily the best for the long run. Um, and again, you know, I tiptoe around this a little bit. You'll hear me hesitating in my conversation here because it is a touchy subject. Um, but I think it's really important that we wait. 
Um, I usually tell my clients, give it, you know, six months, a year. Um, as a matter of fact, recently, um, my sister's father passed away and she really wants to get something, you know, dedicated to him. And she had you know, a few ideas here and there, um, but ultimately was having a hard time kind of settling with one. And so I just said, you know, give it a year. You'll know in a year what the good memories are. You'll go back to those. You'll end up spending time in that space in your head where you remember the good times. And that's the stuff that we should use as material for our memorial pieces. Um, so it's, I think it's really important sometimes to wait. You know, when we make these hasty, emotional, distraught decisions, a lot of times they're not the best decisions. Um, and when we have a little bit of time to kind of step back and take a moment and let some of the initial shock wear off, we can be a little bit more objective, even if it's still painful. We can be a little bit more objective in the ideas that surround the individual that we've lost. So I think waiting is a really important one. There are a lot of other ways to cope with the passing of a loved one. Um, and I think as you manage that emotional pain, um, giving it a little bit of time and then eventually moving forward and then getting a tattoo to really give you that closure and it can give you wonderful closure. Um, it can be a wonderful reminder and it can really help take you to a place where you feel that you've honored this person in a proper way. So I'm all for memorial tattoos. I think that they can be extremely healing. Um, I think they're pretty important for those of us who want to get tattooed and memorialize loved ones in that way. Um, I just think it's really important that we really stop and think about what it is that we're putting on our bodies for the rest of our lives that will represent a time period and a circumstance surrounding the person that we lost. So, um, that pretty much wraps up this podcast. This one's not going to be too long. I just really wanted to touch on this subject um, because it's something that I do deal with on a regular basis. And it's something that um, a lot of my clients who have had premature memorial pieces done, and then we've worked through some of that and come out the other side, um, have gotten actually more healing from taking the time to memorialize the appropriate memories. So I hope that this is helpful information. If you are looking to get a memorial piece, if you have questions, please feel free to email me. Um, if you don't agree with the way that I approach the situation, it is totally okay. Um, you are more than welcome to approach the situation however you see fit and other artists the same. Um, but if you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them. You can always comment on my podcast or on my YouTube channel. Um, and you can get a hold of me on Instagram at Robia Tattoos, or you can always head to my website and email me through there at robiatattoos.com. And I hope that this podcast was helpful. I hope it was informative. Um, I don't. I believe we actually just recently added the podcast to iHeartRadio, so wherever you're watching, it's now available on iHeartRadio or listening, I should say. Um, yeah, so I think that that wraps this episode up of Who Asked You. And like I said, if you have any questions or if you are an artist and you would like to uh, talk about things that you get asked on a regular basis, please feel free to get a hold of me. I'd love to have you on the podcast. So once again, I hope it was informative and I look forward to talking to you guys very soon. Thanks.